Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 87. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week on the MCAT Podcast, as well as many other pre-med podcasts that you should be listening to, especially the Pre-Med Years Podcast, where we talk about MCAT, we talk about writing your personal statements, preparing for your interviews, applications in general, and we talk to a lot of motivating and inspiring pre-med medical students and physicians, including lots of deans of admissions as well. In this podcast, we are wrapping up our fourth and final week of our psych Soch block here on the MCAT podcast covering more sociology this week. So let's go and jump right in. All right, Brian, last week I crushed a sociology question at the end. This week we mm-hmm. have some more sociology questions, so we'll see if I can keep the streak alive. What are your there thoughts you on uh, the questions for this week? Yeah, so we over the past few weeks, so for those who have been keeping up with the podcast, we've been doing a whole series in the social sciences. We started, you know what, a couple few weeks back with the, um, you know, the kind of smallest level that uh, sociology and psychology can operate on, which is just an individual sensory pathway. We worked our way up through some biology uh, into kind of general psychology about an individual, and we worked our way into sociology. And, and finally, we're wrapping up the series this week with uh, – you know, society level questions. So all sociology today. All right. And so this is episode 87, which you can download the handout at the mcatpodcast.com slash 87. So question two, which of these situations best exemplifies a proactive social movement? A, a large number of middle-aged men who often organize in an attempt to ban women from voting in federal elections. It's kind of funny given our political times. B, over 10,000 high school students across the nation who campaign for gender gender neutral bathrooms in their institutions. C, a coalition that has a goal of preventing the expansion of green energy programs in the United States. D, more than one of the above. Interesting. I've never seen a more than one of the above answer choice before. Can you explain that one before we move on? Sure. Yeah. So this is a question taken from our quiz bank, from our sociology quiz bank. Uh, in fact, what we've been working on this whole series has been psychology and sociology questions taken from our quiz bank rather than in the past, you and I had been working on questions from full lengths uh, and, and, and even some taken from our books. And so the thing about these questions is they're much more meant for kind of drill and kill content repetition. 
So you'll see answer choices like, right, I don't know if you remember two or three weeks ago, we had one that was like A and B and C. So th there are some answer choices that um, are not as common in the AMC, but are specifically designed to make you think super carefully about the content. So there's just a, a ever so slight different texture to the questions we've been working on because they serve a different educational purpose, right? Okay. So more than one of the above just means, you know, between A, B, and C, it's two or all three of them are, are true. Okay. All right. So proactive social movement. So a social, social movement uh, would be, I'd assume, federal. I don't know if federal elections would be social movement. So I'm going to keep that one in the back of my mind. Gender neutral bathrooms in my mind is definitely a social movement. And preventing the expansion of green energy programs in the United States. And so that's another one. I don't think green energy as a social movement, but I could be wrong. So I would just say B, gender neutral bathrooms. Sure, yeah. Uh, although, Ryan, it, it sounded like you were using a kind of restrictive definition of social movement. I mean, a social movement is literally any time... Um, a group of two or more people attempt to um, create or resist change in the society. And it could be any change at all. It could be a change about how we get our electricity, a change in how we elect our representatives. I mean, literally any social change. Um, the, the difference this question wants you to know about is proactive versus reactive. So proactive is pushing for change. Reactive is opposing change. And so answer choices A and C, you know, trying to roll back women's suffrage to the 1920s, <laughs> right? That That's pretty reactive. That's very regressive, right? Trying to roll back 100 years of progress. Mm -hmm. And then answer choice C, trying to prevent green energy. Again, that's opposing change. So answer choices A and C would be reactive social movements, whereas B is a proactive one. So I got it right, but for the wrong reason. And that's why I did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. Um, mm -hmm. just, yep. just to highlight the fact that as you go over your practice tests, you need to look at the ones you got right as well. Yep. Every single question, Ryan, you and I have talked about that a bunch. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go to the next question. An individual who's a member of a lower socioeconomic class is likely to, one, have strong ties but a smaller network of connection, two, have weak ties and a larger network of connections, three, have less social capital since he or she exists in a smaller network of people, or four, have less social capital since he or she exists in a larger network of people. So social capital and networks. Ryan, do you remember what social capital is? Um, social capital to me is, is networking. Like who do you know and, and what leverage do you have with those people? Exactly. So capital, right. You know, is, I mean, we typically think of it as money, but mm -hmm. technically it's just anything of value that gives you status in society. Mm -hmm. Um, and social capital is the additional status you gain beyond just your money, right? So it's the people that you know have actual value when it comes to your social status. Mm -hmm. um, so in this case, 
you know, those in a lower socioeconomic class are going to have less social capital, right? Whereas if you uh, have high social capital, if you know doctors, you can shadow them easily. And then that gives you good shadowing experience on your med school application. So there's something, it's not money, but it has value, right? Shadowing experience. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder for somebody from a lower socioeconomic class who doesn't know any doctors, right? How are they just going to randomly ask a doctor to shadow them, right? It's, 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 they, they have less social capital. So for this question, a lower socioeconomic class, certainly three or four has to be true, has less social capital. I mean, that's just a fact. Mm. And just by the definition of social capital, right? What, what do you think that would mean about your network? Um, if you have lower social capital, I would assume your network is smaller as well. Yeah, you have, you have a, a smaller network. So yeah. Roman numeral three. Yeah. Has got to be true. And here's, here's, you know, just a classic MCAT reasoning thing. When we look at the answer choices, here are the answers. A, one, B, two, C, one and three, D, two and four. So we just reasoned out that three was, uh, Roman numeral three was true mm -hmm. and we're done. We, we, because answer choice C is the only one that has Roman numeral three in it. So on the MCAT, don't do more work than you have to. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I like it. Shortcuts. Yep. Question eight. Cultural capital can include one, educational degrees or certifications, two, networking connections gained from membership in a fraternity, three, public speaking ability, or four, retirement and college funds. Cultural capital. So... We talked last time, social capital is who you know and, and the status that brings you. Cultural capital, um, I'm not sure what the definition is, but let's try to reason this out. Culture, culture to me is, it's similar to social, not necessarily who you know, but the circles that you run in more instead of individual people, but more of the circles. And so... When I read two, the membership in a fraternity, to me, that says culture. So I would say two has to be right. That's, that's interesting, Ryan, because we were just talking about social capital in the last question, yeah. and you literally used the word networking for social capital. Yeah. <laughs> so it, did I get it wrong? Yeah, no. Roman numeral two is social capital, networking oh, connections. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not not cultural, social. Yeah, so, okay, so it's the the word fraternity threw me off. So I think mm -hmm. culture there. All right, so never mind. So scratch that. So cultural, um, then I don't know. I Then maybe educational degrees or certifications as culture. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Well, okay, let, let's use the shortcut again. If you've noticed Roman numeral two says networking connections. Yeah. And you know, well, that's not cultural capital. That's social capital. Yeah. So Roman numeral two is out. Yep. All right. So then when we look at the answers, A is one and two. So it's not that. C is two, three, and four. So it's not that. D is one, two, three, and four. So it's not that. So it has to be B, one and three. There you go. You <laughs> didn't even need to know what cultural capital was. <laughs> you just had to know that networking was social capital. Okay. Uh, yeah, although, of course, we should know, right? Cult so, again, capital is just essentially, you know, resources that can help determine your status in a society. And one resource is who you know, so that's social capital. Another resource is just all of your knowledge and facility with the culture that you move in. So your vocabulary is part of your cultural capital. Your degree, 
right? You know, I, I have a JD from Rutgers Law School. I don't happen to be a practicing attorney, but that's a pretty hefty piece of cultural capital, right? Because it's not money, so it's not actually capital. Uh, it's not people. It's just a piece of paper that helps improve my status in, in American society. So educational degrees is a classic example of cultural capital. Things like really good fashion sense, like knowing how to dress for the appropriate environment that you're in, that's an example of cultural capital, right? You can clearly communicate your status by wearing a, a really well-cut suit, right? Um, public speaking ability, Roman numeral three, kind of the way you express yourself, that's definitely cultural capital. Okay. So, what, and that's and that's a, a, a tricky thing, not necessarily the MCAT's trying to trick you, but a very common thing, if, if you're not sure of the answer, your mind will try to jump on these things. So I, I ignored the networking connections, which I had mentioned before, a social capital, and went straight to fraternity. I'm like, oh, that's a culture. So I tried to connect those dots there. Yep. Yeah, and we just got to remember, very technical definition, right? If it's people, it's social. If it's uh, not people, then it's cultural. All right, so there you have it. Again, our last week of Psych Soch, this week covering more sociology then psychology. Hopefully these past four weeks have been helpful for you. If you're just joining us here on the podcast, go back uh, all the way to the beginning, but at least for Psych Soch, go back to episode 84, session 84, where we started the Psych Soch series. Next week, we're starting a physics series for you, four weeks of physics with a, a block in the middle that... Uh, that covers something different as well. So some physics for you starting next week. Hopefully this psych section has been helpful for you. If you are struggling with your MCAT prep, if you are struggling to raise your MCAT score, maybe you're a retaker, you took the MCAT once and you're struggling to get your score up as you are preparing for your next test, go talk to Next Step and see how a tutor may or may not help you in your test preparation. When you work one-on-one -on -one with a tutor, they are there to help you, to figure out where you are struggling, to figure out where your deficiencies are, to figure out why you aren't understanding the way that the MCAT questions are written, the way that the passages are written, etc. They do MCAT tutoring online, they do MCAT tutoring in person if they have a tutor local to you. But wherever you are, a tutor can help you. And if you're struggling, reach out to Next Step. Give them a call. Go to nextsteptestprep.com. You can use the promo code MCATPOD. That's all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D, to save some money on tutoring or our practice tests or whatever you have, whatever you're looking at from Next Step. Go check it out. Hope you have a great week. Come check us out next week for our first stop in our physics series. See you later.